The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcasts.com. Welcome to a brand new episode and our first new episode of the new year. I know we had one last week, and it seems like it, but it dropped on the 31st, so this is technically the first episode of the new year, and it's called King Dank. If you stay till the very end, uh, you'll hear Jimmy Martin uh, reviewing the movie The Upside and uh, also interviewing the stars Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. That's at the very end. We have broken news and all that stuff as usual, but uh, let's get to the episode, brand new episode, King Dank, on the way. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, of course, for making it possible. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, they are open seven days a week. The hold service is free. And with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. They're at 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, of course. Also, Cabin Fever, your go-to shop for tin signs, lunch boxes, coffee table books, retro candy, playing cards, gift wrap, and a whole lot more. Seriously, you can get lost in there. Located in the heart of Trolley Square in downtown Salt Lake at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever, so much more than a New Year's card store. The Twin Sons Cafe, our friend Chef Daniel, has started a GoFundMe campaign for the cafe to generate some working capital. He needs a beer and wine license, that sort of thing. So if you go to GoFundMe.com and search Twin Sons S-U-N-S Cafe, it'll pop up and you can help Daniel out. Black Velvet Boutique, Dawn and Leah, they have successfully moved to their new location, 595 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. Uh, they are open seven days a week, or you can visit them at blackvelvetboutique.com and uh, mention uh, the radio show I work at, uh, Radio from Hell, for some special discounts. Also, Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products as well. Haster is at 6831 South State, Salt Lake City. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5. On Sunday, it's a great place to stay and play. And, of course, Booze Teak. You're going to love the geek barware that Ivy has available for you. They have Star Wars and Star Trek uh, drink can cozies, Doctor Who stuff, Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know. And uh, Ivy loves Funko Pops as well. <laughs> 315 East Broadway, free parking. Get 15% off if you if you tell uh, Ivy Geek Show says, hey, they're open 11-ish to 7. Uh, go down and see Ivy at Booze Teak. All right, let's get going with the episode King Dank. I'll have a message or two and then we'll get to it. Please to enjoy. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at TwinSonsCafeSLC.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. 
If you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, Dr. Volts has got what you need. Go in and get exactly what you want. By Crom, Conan the Barbarian returns to Marvel this month with all new stories from the Age of Sword and Sorcery. The newest issue of The Gull is on Kickstarter now. Cheer as he defeats the robot menace. Laugh as he contends with the irksome squirrel. And cry as he eats hot dogs out of the trash. The new issue of The Gull, live on Kickstarter now. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more. And the previews catalog for free. 20 3043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. And welcome back to the basement. Never left. Hey. Never left. You've been in the closet. (laughs) My mouth is on fire. We've been in the time closet. (laughs) Yeah, the time closet. Oh, yeah, we stepped in the time closet for a minute. Well, we we did because it's... it's the new year now. It's, it's the final season of the world. It's the final. The world will be just fine. It's just the parasite infecting it right now that's going to go away. I don't think he's trying to do his best anymore. <laughs> no, he means all of us. <laughs> Lee means all of us. But it's all right. I'll, I'm just here to let you know my dad trained Give me for this. Give him a chance. <laughs> We're I'm, halfway through. <laughs> I'm, 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 re- I'm ready to take you. Through our new Mad Max utopia. Oh, you're you're prepared. You've yeah. been you've been preparing prepared. as long as I've known you. Yeah, Dad's. I'm not a prepper. <laughs> not a prepper. I'm just a realist. I'm just going to help you get through it by uh, posting super dank memes. I love dank memes. <laughs> one ev- one every second. Hey, you got any dank memes? That's going to be hard, dude. I got all the dank memes. You ever seen my Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, have you seen his Facebook? He's Shannon Barnson. Oh, fucking, <laughs> I am fucking Shannon Barnson. You sons of bitches. King of the dank memes. Yeah, the king of the dank memes. <laughs> king dank meme. Uh, king dank. <laughs> come to my goddamn pub quiz if you know what's good for you. Yeah, change your life. Come to my acceptable pub quiz. It's on. It's acceptable. It's it's acceptable. It's acceptable. palatable. Yeah, you just. Take I might me. yell at you for saying something. You um, just take the out. word you were looking for was Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> you just take the wasteland eight trolley to the Lucky 13s. Yeah, eight, right. o'clock, eight o'clock. Stick a fucking burger in your face. And drink just, some, and we're giving away money now too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's dollars. Nice. Yeah, uh, ten dollars for every fucking person. The burgers. The, the burgers are now made of ragstag meat. That's well, a Fallout reference. It's weird. Yes, they, it is. They uh, <laughs> they every Wednesday is a, a weird meat Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, like rabbits. And I got to copyright yeah. that. Kangaroo. Kangaroo. Orphan. Yeah. <laughs> Orphaned what? Orphan. <laughs> Their sadness uh, flavors the meat. How did, how did you say that Fallout reference without glitching? Well, um, <laughs> well obviously it's not Fallout 76. Oh, okay. You yeah. were Fallout 4. Okay. Also, I've been patched so okay, anyway, a lot. Move on. Move right. on to somebody else. Sorry, he, he's been patched. He's quad T. He's, I've been Patched. He's the designated driver <laughs> producer. Tony, Tony76. Yes. Check me out on t- 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 Twitter. <laughs> Quad T Tony. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, every week on The Geek Show and every other week on The Gadget Spot. Ta da. Made it. All right. I like that he struggles and he doesn't drink. I know. Yeah. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> 
That's going to be our goal for Thank God he doesn't drink, huh? <laughs> he has all the benefits of being forgetful and yeah. just, just naturally. Just Erratic. Natu- Erratic. He already gets the good parts. So. <laughs> you know, without, without the booze. Can you imagine if he just it's was a full-blown damage. drunk, but he knew how to handle it? Winning. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> winning. Act like a drunk. Hey, the last keep, guy that said that over liver. and over again has AIDS now, so you should solve it. <laughs> just keels over one day and we're like, what the hell happened? Like, oh, he was a full-blown drunk. <laughs> you guys didn't know that? He was a meth. He was a heroin addict. Like, I thought he liked Mountain Dew. No. No. no, no, no. That was a code know. word. That was he cocaine squirt, in there. He squirted heroin in there. He liked methane dew. <laughs> 12 ounces at a time, baby. Mountain meth. You didn't You didn't fool this man because he saw it coming. He's Jimmy Martin. <laughs> you knock a hole in your wall, these needles fall out, and you're like, damn, Tony had it going. What? That's not a good form of insulation. <laughs> Says you. Oh, watch me on KSL, Big Movie Mouth Off. You can uh, read me on Slug and uh, hear me on Geek Show and Mediocre Show. Uh, ad- this is the seventh this comes out? Um, I believe so. Yes. All right, so yes. uh, and it's almost a week away, but it's going to be before the next episode. Uh, tune in onto the, I believe it's the CW, on Sunday, January 13th, and you might see me and my beautiful wife stumbling around. Uh, oh, it's the, that time of year the again. Critic God Choice damn it. Oh, cool. I get so fucking jealous every year. <laughs> every <laughs> year. It's always like a funny thing because uh, <laughs> one is that we didn't want to. It was the best night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time we were watching Aquaman, I was no. sitting there going, one, hung out with the Aquaman at, uh, in that Park was, City. That was Sundance, yeah. yeah. But then <laughs> the villain... Oh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Remember, we FaceTime with his kids. Yeah, that's weird. You have to give context to it. That sounds really weird. Well, it was him, <laughs> and we were just said, we're like, hi, Patrick Wilson's kids. His mom was there. And you know what, Santa? <laughs> I know his parents. Yeah. His dad is a newscaster in Tampa, and I, I knew him when I lived there. So count- The circle of Patrick Wilson. <laughs> so here's why I came with this conversation. He knows his grandparents. or like that. We know the grandkid, but nobody knows the cool guy. Yeah, that's true. So, I do. remember we- I watched up to his wife and I go, ah, that well, guy. You didn't believe he was talking to him. You didn't believe me that I said that's the guy from Watchmen. I was like, who the fuck is that guy? And yeah. she goes, that's not well, that's my husband for one. Yeah. And he was in Watchmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd so say you, he looked younger in Aquaman than he did in Watchmen. That's Hollywood for you. Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so watch this out on there because it's always a fun time when you when you check in and they're like, you're at table 172. And you're like, wow, that's probably up close. No, it's not. It's <laughs> or the one that we actually got. They're like, you're at table five. <laughs> like, we were at the what, Jackie, Natalie Portman, right? Jackie table. Yeah, wow. I got so many text messages while we were sitting there like, the fuck are you guys doing up front? <laughs> we're like, I don't know. It was a mistake. That's no, awesome. they're pretty. That's why they. <laughs> yeah. They're like, put that fucking beautiful otter up front. I'm on my belly. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't it the critic's choice where Kat told Chris Evans, nice job on your face? Nice job on your face. Yeah. And it's... then she had multiple people tell him the same thing at Fan X when he came. <laughs> Utah's so weird, he says to himself. <laughs> yep. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so there you have it. Is that everybody? He's the, he's the strong, silent type. Oh. He's, he's Lee George Cade. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading. He's reading a book. I'm reading Mutant Year Zero. Uh, they say it's uh, that it's a rule book for a role playing game. I think it might actually just be a survival guide oh. for the uh, for the apocalyptic wasteland that we're moving into. Oh, that's a, that's <laughs> so a just, weird way to look at things. Lee. Oh, you're talking about the end times. I, I, I thought, thought you I got, weren't a prep. We're doomed. I got really good throwing axes. I, I think it might be all right so for like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they get tired. As, as, really long as, as long as what's coming at you doesn't move. Exactly. I, I was yeah. going to say, you're going to 
gonna throw axes at goddamn fucking I, missiles, wait, man? No, no, are zombies like you know eight feet wide and like made of wood? Yeah. Like, wooden, <laughs> wooden, eight foot wide zombie. Uh, I'm prepared for that. All right, good. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're set. He is. Uh, well, as long as we've got satellite communication, I'll be writing for Bleeding Cool. You can check out our uh, articles. <laughs> I'm covering Gotham for as long as Fox Network's still on the air. Um, <laughs> I, I got a little scared with that first episode, uh, Year Zero, because they did have mutants, and I was like, "Ah, shit! They came already!" And so, uh, but anyway, it's it's pretty exciting stuff. I'm covering uh, comics and the the TV shows and uh, the games, mostly the tabletop variety. A little bit of editorial about some some classical movies. So you do, but you do editorial comments about other stuff too. I do. I like to editorialize most things in life because I'm that's just how I it's am. Like. Instead of doing it on a street corner, you're doing it on the internet. Right, now. I've been moved off. <laughs> I've been moved off of the corner of State and Maine onto the corner of Corner State right. Maine, Google and Vine. That's that's right. Right. I want a two thousand uh, word gone. story on Marble Madness. Can you do that for me? I Marble Madness. Yeah, I, I'm probably one of the few people you know who could. Okay. So because not only true. not only could I write two thousand words about anything, <laughs> I can definitely write about Marble Madness. He's Especially got the best I w- words. I went on my desk tomorrow morning. Level three when those when those sock things keep coming over and eating your marble. That's terrible. Here's all I want. Pictures of that goddamn Spider-Man. <laughs> He's a menace. He is a menace. Uh, he uh, Jay's off telling jokes for money this week, so uh, Counts is sitting in. Returning champion Counts. Who is a menace, apparently. Yes. But He's you. a menace. Uh, you can catch me on Big Movie Mouth Off. You can catch me sitting next to Jay at movies. <laughs> That's the truth. Yep. Catch at the symphony. That too. You know, you very That's my day gig. Very <laughs> rarely catch over by... Uh, by JN Movie Theaters is our host, Mr. Carrie Jackson. Yeah, that's true. No, no, that's true. He keeps his distance. Yes, yeah. I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knows Jay's going to yell, oh, shit, at some point. <laughs> I need what little hearing I have left. Uh, yeah. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com, if you have a mind to. Uh, now, before we get to the the meat of the episode. The meat of the dish. Last week, we did our favorite things of 2018, and then we took a break and we realized there were some things oh, that we fuck. left out. Well, I forgot. That year's gone, man. Uh-uh. And, and so, <laughs> it's over so, so we're going to just take a couple of minutes here. And, <laughs> and if you forgot something that you wanted to talk about, now's the time. It's like a correction in a newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay, I think I've had too much to drink. Because I was going to say, because everybody was chatty while we were <laughs> I know. Yeah. While well, we were yeah, but then, then we ate the delicious food. And then we ate that Lebanese prepared. food. And, and, then, uh, and then my brain just said, mmm. Okay. Nappy, yeah. uh, All right. Naps, uh, we, we talked about the Ray Donovans, but I think you may have talked <laughs> about yeah, yeah, Radon. I mentioned Ray Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we insert these things as we go, maybe? As we throughout the episode. If they pop into our stupid heads. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Our brain, like our booze soap brains. Uh, the only one drinking. <laughs> oh, oh, you're oh, not going to drink. Okay. Me and All right. All right. This you is drunk are... corner right here. <laughs> Last week you were talking about, uh, you know, I, I don't know what Marvel's doing, you said, I remember. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I really <laughs> just don't know what they're doing. At Making all. money. In I, I kind of do because I'm, I'm not all in as much as I used to be, but I'm right. sort of aware. Well, you like you like to keep your, your fingers in those pies. I found this. <laughs> what? It's the same. It's not a gross. Finger in a pie. That's Last week on Fingered Pies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you I, watched that show too, man. It's a good show. That's the only reason to subscribe to Pornhub. Sounds like the, like the worst like TV competition series ever. <laughs> what? So We're, I found worse this. Worse than Grandfather Clock? <laughs> Sorry. Now that's just personal. That's not um, televised. 
Marvel is celebrating its 80th birthday this year. What's what's uh, what what crazy shit's Ike gonna do to celebrate that, that? Is that 80 years of being called Marvel or 80 years of their pre-named Marvel Tyler. and Marvel? Gosh, Shannon, now I know it's like to be at your pub quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I, know. I think it's counting timely comics. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, they're going to uh, rewrite the origins of its fix- fictional universe for a little bit. They're pulling a DC. The publisher has announced the miniseries Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History. And what? So let me and let me explain this character because I, I read this and I yes. looked into it. So the f- Cosmic Ghost Rider, he's a, a, a harbinger for uh, Galactus. And he's an alternate universe version of Frank Castle. None of this makes any Wait, sense. So well, there's not actual Ghost Rider in this. No, he's Ghost Rider. He's Ghost but he's Rider. Frank Frank Castle. Frank Castle. But he's like Frank. Okay, but he's me, not the Frank Castle. Let me, let me he's explain it. A okay. Frank Castle. Huh. In which, okay, it's Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys the Marvel history, in which the future incarnation of the Punisher undoes a number of well-known plot twists in comic book history. It's a six-part series, and here's why I'm talking about it. Written by comedian Paul Shear. Right. It's very funny. It's got that big gap in his teeth. Yeah, you've seen him on shows. Yeah. Uh, and Nick Giovanetti, with art by uh, Gerardo Sandoval, sees comic Ghost Rider, a version of Frank Castle from an alternate future where humanity has died out, and he has made deals with both the devil and Galactus. Wow. <laughs> To become a near omnipotent force of vengeance, only to be driven insane in the process. Mm-hmm. Trapped in the past of the Marvel comic book universe, where he ends up changing history in a number of important ways. The announcement was trailed by a number of teaser images released throughout uh, the week, uh, asking questions like Who really gave the Fantastic Four their powers? Who brought the amazing Spider Man back after Spider Man No More? Why did Daredevil cross the road? Who found Captain America on ice before the Avengers did? <laughs> Who saved Jean Grey from the Dark Phoenix saga? And whether these will be the only events, we don't know, but uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history. Interesting. It's the second series center- centering on this character who's apparently got a cult following. Well, and, like, it, he's, got a, uh, he's kind of like the new Deadpool. Yeah, he showed up in a Thanos comic, I think. Or something like that. But is like, he self aware, like Deadpool? Um, no, fourth wall, but no I think fourth wall like he's, he's like goofy as shit, and oh. his uh, backstory makes no sense. A lot of panic, <laughs> but like, like like people, <laughs> no, like people like uh, that are into the comics love him. It's like how like remember because I was always like eh, Deadpool, I don't get it, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he had a uh, a five issue. Uh, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider series that ended uh, November last year, but this thing will be in March 2019, and so I think I got to go back and and find this because, like I said, I'm pretty sure I read about him in the Thanos comics that I was reading. Right. Well, this sounds kind of like when they yeah. brought the Sentry into Marvel a little. Oh, bit. I loved the way they did that too. Now that was obviously a lot a lot darker sounding than this one if it's written by a comedian. Yeah. But yeah, with the Sentry, they took the, they took a character that didn't exist and inserted him into Marvel's history with all the other so characters, that, so that everybody knew him, so that everyone knew him as yeah as the Sentry, as but the Sentry. but he did not exist. He yeah. was he was a comic book, and then he became real because of. <laughs> 
comics. Yes. One of the greatest of pranks comics. of all time. Like the unknown, uh, the unknown creation of Stan Lee, and uh-huh. it was actually like uncovered in a basement. Yeah, and it was actually uh, what's this guy that the guy that writes all the college level books for? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Bendis. No, no, not Bendis. He was Bendis. <laughs> no, that he, was like the friend. He was like the friends. No, he would oh, uh, soupy sales. I know who you're talking yeah. about because I had to stop reading his stuff because it was just too hard. Like oh, the guy that, no, no, the Hickens. guy that was doing Avengers. Yeah, Hick, yeah, yeah, Hick, Hickman, 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 Hickman. Yeah, because Hickman. Yeah, Hickman did that whole time traveling arc with uh, with Avengers <laughs> with Young Kang and Old Kang, and I know. Yeah. And, it, and it I was, was like, oh, I got to Oh, this makes my brain hurt. And he had to put it down. Yeah, it was like you had to think. <laughs> Well, the hard part was the only way to actually make the, his comics make any sense is to eat them, because you have to digest them slowly. Could be, uh, could over be. the course of a thousand years. Did they taste like blueberries? <laughs> they must have. You've got that kind of time, Lee. Thousand years, um. oh, almost likely. Imagine the job. <laughs> <laughs> so, in case anybody doesn't understand what uh, Mr. Council is just referring to, he's he's convinced now that I'm an immortal being. Yes. Who I disturbs think, my slumber? Um, if you, you're if, a rogue watcher, is what I think. If you listen to the amount of careers Lee says he's had, the numbers don't add up. It's just not possible unless he's been living for hundreds of years. Well, this there's is one, my way to, one way to find out. Let's hit him with a wooden stake. <laughs> If he dies, we know. Is that how it works? Let's cut off his leg and uh, count the rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure if you put a wooden like stake that. through me, I'd die too, and I'm not immortal. I don't so. like any of these ideas. We'll frankly, give you a five-minute head start. It's frankly, fine. Frankly, unless I'm like a Go! Scandinavian vampire, I'm not a vampire. <laughs> All right. Could be a Highlander. Uh, now's the part of the show where the DC fans... Get to go down the rabbit hole. Oh, boy. Yippee-dee. More casting for a DC TV show. Stargirl? <clears throat> yes. Girl. Okay. So we had a bunch of them a few I don't give a ago. fuck. I am 100%. Anything they want to do yeah. on that app, I will watch the shit out of it on my phone because I loved it. Because we, we had catch up on Titans. Because we had Joel McHale. We had all yeah. of these characters. All right. So we got some more. We had Crypto. Oh, sorry. We had, so here's, here's some more. Um. Let's see. We've got uh, Joy Osmansky, Neil Hopkins, and Nelson Lee. They are joining Stargirl as members of the Injustice Society. Uh-huh. Paula Tigris Brooks. Yes. Anyone? It's Tigris. It's Tigris. Uh, all right. Yeah. Lawrence Sportsmaster Croc. Sportsmaster? <laughs> are you kidding me? And Dragon King. Uh, I don't know I'm, not, I'm not familiar Sports with Master. Sportsmaster is crazy. And, and he's on. Uh, he's in Young Justice. And and actually, he was on the cover of one of my Batman comics that I totally remember that my grandma bought me. when you were a little kid. Yeah. Okay. According to the show's official character descriptions, Tigress hunts the world's most dangerous game, humans. Sure. Humans. While protecting and providing for her family, uh, just as Sportsmaster similarly sees his criminal pursuits as a game to win yeah. and his competitors as targets to kill. Like, but, he has explosive of, hockey pucks. I was going to say, all of his, like, <laughs> accoutrements are sports-related. Uh, really? Yeah. Accoutrements? Accoutrements. Accoutrements? He's like a way better Casey Jones. Yeah, they're right. sports-themed uh, bombs and things. Think um, Taskmaster, but funny. Yeah, okay. exa- exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, the ominous Dragon King is referred to as a deadly and mysterious hooded man this controversial scientist has been experimenting, experimenting on himself and his victims since the 40s. Yes. Oh. He's a hybrid of human and lizard. All right. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Uh, 
But also, sounds like, sounds like he could be like assigned to Trump's USDA chief. <laughs> well, he'd most likely be uh, put on his staff of dragon people. Yeah, they, <laughs> they have He's also create a new one. Yeah, they have also I, they have also cast a member of the Justice Society of America. Who? Mm-hmm. The founding member, <gasps> Doctor Charles McNiter. The, the Midnighter? The blind surgeon turned superhero better known as... Dr. Midnight. Dr. Midnight. Yeah! <laughs> now, uh, McNighter serves <gasps> as the <gasps> JSA's... He's got an owl! Well, I was going to say, he, <laughs> he serves as the resident doctor and detective alongside uh-huh. his trusty owl, Hooty. Hooty! Hooter! Oh, he went on to a lot of success in the music industry. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's country music. He does country now, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Who's playing him? Who's playing the owl? I don't know who's playing the owl. Yeah. Dr. Midnight is being played by Henry Thomas. From fucking E.T. From oh, fucking E.T. Yeah. Who was yeah. uh, just recently in Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, he was, but he was the on, dad. But fuck that. He's Elliot from E.T. And he no, can do anything. Oh, no, he's in Fire in the that. Sky. I didn't recognize him in Haunting of Hill House. Neither did I. It's because he's 47. I yeah, know. <laughs> until like the third episode in. And then I kept seeing... The kid no, from E.T. E. Oh, that's why he was eating Reese's Pieces the whole time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I recognized him the minute he showed up. I was oh, like, yeah? what the fuck, Elliot? Because that Red hoodie changed the my heart. Show? Red hoodie the entire time? Yeah. Uh, no. 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 So, <laughs> he kept riding a BMX around the <laughs> Doctor Dr. Midnight, is he's not very powerful. He's really smart, but he's basically just... He's uh, like Batman, but he, he can yeah. do surgery. He's like a superb athlete and hand-to-hand combatant, <laughs> but he can also see in the dark. Yeah, but he can it. do surgery. He's but, Batman, but can do surgery. Yeah, he's Batman, but can do surgery and see in the dark. He can do a heart dark. transplant if he needed to. Fuck you guys. Apparently in the hey, dark. <clears throat> raise your hand if you could do a heart transplant. I Fuck you, Lee. Put well, your hand down. That was yeah. one of you don't know. liar. You don't know. It was one of his past jobs. Yeah. He's, I, I he's didn't say it'd be a successful heart transplant. Yeah. I, I mean, we, could try. All, <laughs> we could all attempt one. No, I'm pretty sure that... I'll do I, one right now. He's Batman, but he can do your taxes. <laughs> Night accountant. <laughs> That's that, yeah. That'd be doctor accountant. Call me anytime. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> he's Batman, but he's the best car salesman yeah, on the lot. Exactly. You know? yeah. He works in the dark. Yeah. He, he's Batman, but he's a closer. <laughs> he's a closer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then there's this. Buyers are a superstitious lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad car salesman. <laughs> Customers. My parents bought the undercoating. <laughs> I'm glad. I'll make sure that never happens again. They went bankrupt. All right. And finally, this before we uh, take a break for broken news. Um, G.I. Joe's character Snake Eyes is yeah? getting his own movie. Oh? Because, yeah, that's what you want is a movie about a character that oh, wait, you never, never see his no. face. And, and he, he never can't talk. talk. Well, uh, well, well, people don't talk. Hey, I'm just going to stop you there. Sorry. Go he's just going to stop you. I got I got all Kanye West on you. There was a... An issue, the best issue of that G.I. Joe comic oh, yeah, that's by right. Larry Hama was a completely silent issue starring there were, Snake yeah, There were no, so, it was just art. It, yeah, there was no yeah. no voice balloons, no But talking. that won't happen in this. <laughs> but I'm, that was I'm, a great comic. I'm going back, I'm not kidding. Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, yeah. Wally, and Bumblebee. And John, talk. John Krasinski. Yeah, but they have facial features you can see. Slap, uh, slap Scarlet in there. Put a put some googly and, and eyes his, on his mask and put his dog in there. <laughs> put his wolf in there. Um, so, well, I mean, uh, if you're still optimistic about this, let me do this to you. Oh shit, <laughs> Michael Bay. It's uh, the director is Robert Schwentke. 
Oh, he uh, he directed. Uh, uh, oh, uh, R.I.P.D. Oh, I never no. saw it. The the Divergent films. I don't oh, think I need to say uh, anything else. Did he do all three? Just stop it. Some Kurt. are better than others. Uh, <laughs> flight plan. No, that's like that? saying oh, that's where Jodie Foster got lost on a plane with her daughter. Uh, no. That's like saying like yeah. one turd is yeah. better than this other turd. So yeah. Well, I mean, if you're compacted, you really want to have a good bowel movement. Uh, you're not wrong. So no, back from my days as a proctologist. <laughs> Uh, the Who practiced heart surgery? The yeah. character dresses in black, never reveals his face, never speaks. Uh, he is the favorite Joe of them all. He yeah. is. I, um, he's my favorite forget Joe. shipwreck every time that list goes out. Yeah. But you could do stuff. I'm, I'm sure this will work out. What, wasn't that comic about Storm Shadow, Shannon? I yeah. Think, it wasn't about Snake Eyes. It was about Storm Shadow. It was Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Oh. All you got to do to make that movie is put him on the side great. of a cliff and have him fight. That was a good uh, scene. Was a they really good scene. Like, yeah, if they maybe if they did the origin of Snake Eyes. That might be okay. Maybe he'll talk in it. Like at the toddler? The but they kind of already touched on as that. A, yeah, I want to see one. baby snake eyes, yeah. and he's trying to break it out of his um, elementary school. <laughs> and you learn how he can't talk anymore. <laughs> and uh, He's got selective mutism. Also uh, in the story, uh, Ray Park will not be snake eyes because he, he old. He's getting old. <laughs> he is. He's getting old. Yeah. It's all right. That uh, shit hurts after a while. But that yeah. second G.I. Joe movie I thought was kind oh, of fun. It wasn't bad. I liked it. I haven't watched it yet. I want to. I, I liked the first fun. one. It was so fucking stupid. It was like aquaman The second one was fun, though. Yeah? yeah I you should watch it. You. you can skip the first one. That's okay. All oh, right. Hey, put down my coat. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll get uh, some broken news after to these messages. We'll be right back. Our favorite locally owned sexual wellness resource has moved to a new location. Go check out the beautiful new Black Velvet Boutique at 595 South State Street in Clearfield. Now, when it comes to sex, as with any healthy relationship, good communication is key. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique's helpful and friendly staff will answer your questions and find out what you need, or they'll leave you to your own devices. It's entirely up to you. Enjoy the best parts of being an adult with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie from Black Velvet Boutique. Go see the nice ladies at the all-new Black Velvet Boutique on 595 South State Street in Clearfield today. Visit them and uh, mention the radio show I work on, Radio from Hell, for special discounts. Ask our friends at the store for details. Black Velvet Boutique, their new location, 595 South State Street in Clearfield, where you can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or call them, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. Black Velvet Boutique. Happy New Year from Cabin Fever, your go-to shop for tin signs, lunchboxes, coffee table books, retro candy, playing cards, gift wrap, and a whole lot more. Located in the heart of Trolley Square in downtown Salt Lake City at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever, so much more than a New Year's card store. Cabin Fever is wishing you a prosperous New Year. They are your go-to shop for laughter, kitschy memories, creative and fun merchandise. Cabin Fever is officially over 35 years old this year, thanks, in part, to Geek Show customers like you. For the record, being a local shop and catering to all of Utah's diverse communities for this many years is no easy task. However, because Utah is chock-full of amazing people, Cabin Fever has been able to stay relevant in all climates. Cabin Fever would like to welcome you to 2019. Go on in. Let's all laugh together. Crom knows we could use a good laugh. Is quality kitsch a thing? Cabin Fever thinks so. 
Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a quirky card store. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies, Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know, and more. Plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic, and Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool, and even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booze Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show says hey. If you're a gamer, you know, love to play games, board games like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. My guess is you've heard of Haster Games if you're a gamer. They got new lines of metal dice to go with their gemstone dice in. They have a great weight to them. Die Hard Dice and Gravity Dice. And they carry more dice than anybody. And these have been selling very well. Guilds of Rivnica, a great new set for Magic the Gathering, is now available. Uh, for Dungeons & Dragons, a Waterdeep Dungeon Heist, two weeks early for sale. Go see this wonderful campaign for Dungeons & Dragons. Haster recently added more display cases, a sound system, they're, uh, more shelving for their huge game library, and yes, you can play games for free at Haster, and computer kiosks to help you peruse their inventory and order cards. Stop by and see all the newness at Haster Games. And tell them Geek Show says, hey, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products, too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State. They're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Remember, Haster has it. Broken news, welcome to it. Uh, we'll get back to the episode King Dank coming up in a bit. Stand by for that. Uh, stay till the very end because uh, our very own Jimmy Martin is interviewing uh, Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. And we'll also review the movie, The Upside, uh, coming up at the very end of the episode. Uh, let's see. So joining me now for Broken News is me. I, <laughs> I'm alone for Broken News. Here's what's going on. As I record this on Sunday, um, there's a, a, a big enough snowstorm that I felt it was unsafe for the guys to drive up here to Mountain Doom. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I, I told them all to stay home. Jimmy really wanted to come up, but I'm like, no, dude, seriously, it's bad. Um, but, uh, so, so I told everybody to stay away. I'll handle the broken news. The great thing about this is it'll go really quickly and we can get back to the episode King Dank. All right. Okay. So let's get going here. Just, uh, just a few, a few items because, you know, in the time between, Christmas and uh, the beginning of the year, not much happens as far as news goes. It's all, mm, excuse me, it's all like, you know, speculation and clickbait stories. And so uh, I, I saved you a bunch of those. Uh, but uh, here's here are things that are going on. Uh, well, I'm going to start with something that, that again, I, I, I've told this story and used this analogy many, many times. If you'd have gone back in time 10, 15 years and found that Carrie Jackson... And me, future, I, I'm future Carrie Jackson to that past Carrie, if that makes sense. And, and I looked him in the eye and I said to him, um, there's an Aquaman movie. I'd say, 
get the fuck out, first of all. Really? An Aquaman movie? And I'd go, yeah, yeah. Not only is there an Aquaman movie, but it is now the most popular DC... Well, I can't say popular. It has made the most money out of all the DC movies. Past Carrie would have punched future Carrie right in the face and said, you lie! $940 billion worldwide on an Aquaman movie. And, and people who have seen it said that it's a lot of fun. I need, to, I need to, I'm such a bad geek, I need to get out there and see it. But these are things, again, I want you to look around, and, and, and you know, some of you younger geeks may not understand what I'm talking about. Talk to the older geeks, they'll tell you. Aquaman was never a character that was cool. <laughs> but I said it after I saw the Justice League movie. I said, I never thought I'd say, Aquaman's pretty fucking cool. But uh, there you go. So it has a $940 billion worldwide. Uh, it has, uh, by the end of its run, it will become, and it's, it should happen very quickly, it will become the biggest Warner Brothers DC title since The Dark Knight Rises, $109 billion. Okay, so it hasn't beat that yet. But we're talking about a universe where an Aquaman movie will eventually beat a Batman movie for box office. And that's just so, so bizarre to me. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at this, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, 821.8 mil worldwide in 2016. Uh, you had Man of Steel, 668 mil. Aquaman is beating Superman. Justice League, yeah, with all of them, 657.9 mil. Suicide Squad, 746.8 mil. And, you know, you've got uh, Batman v. Superman Dawn of Justice at uh, 87.87, uh, 873.6 mil. So, I mean, this, again, this is an Aquaman movie we're talking about. And it's fascinating to me. North, in North America, exit polls show that Aquaman was succeeding in playing to both males and females of all ages. I mean, let's be honest. You know, my wife is only interested in seeing Aquaman because he's in it. <laughs> On its first weekend, 60% of moviegoers were male. 60%. That percentage dropped to 56% uh, the weekend before, uh, according to uh, Comscore's post-track. Uh, it's also playing to an eth ethnically diverse audience as well as to families. 32% of ticket buyers uh, turned out on the second weekend uh, were parents and kids. Uh, it, it's just amazing. I mean, we've got Aquaman beating Mary Poppins, a Transformers movie. It's it's just again this is this is such a wonderfully geeky world that we live in where Aquaman is is doing all of this. All right, let's move on. Um, the uh, Batwoman series. Now, technically, I need to point this out because uh, a lot of the stories at the time of the uh, Elseworlds crossover happened, and we knew that Ruby Rose, I love her, uh, was going to be playing Batwoman in the crossover. Uh, there was a lot of talk about it. it's just a foregone conclusion that it's going to series. That is not the case. Uh, technically, the CW has yet to full-on green light a Batwoman series. But this latest bit of news suggests that we're going to be seeing quite a bit of her, I think, in the future. I found this in Entertainment Weekly uh, saying that the CW has given a pilot pickup order, pilot pickup order for Batwoman uh, with the Vampire Diaries' Caroline Dries attached as the showrunner. And Game of Thrones veteran David Nutter is going to direct the pilot. Well, there's no word yet on which uh, DC comic uh, plots they might draw from. 
We do have a, uh, a show synopsis that they put out to the press, armed with a passion for social justice and a flair for speaking her mind. Kate Kane soars onto the streets of Gotham as Batwoman, an out lesbian and highly trained street fighter, primed to snuff out the failing city's criminal resurgence. But don't call her a hero yet. In a city desperate for a savior, Kate must overcome her own demons before embracing the call to be Gotham's symbol of hope. I'm Batwoman. Um... Yeah, I love Ruby Rose in this role, and uh, hopefully they can do it right. I hope they do it justice, so to speak. A couple of uh, video game uh, TV and movie projects having some problems. Uh, Sean Levy has left the Uncharted movie, uh, video game adaptation, uh, to make a, he's, he's gone off to make another movie that is also... About video games, uh, the movie is called Free Guy. Fox has given it a green light into production in April. And it's based on a 2016 blacklist script by Matt Lieberman. It's about a bank teller, played by Ryan Reynolds, who realizes that he's actually a non-playable character in an open-world video game. He then teams up with a human's avatar to try to save the game and the world. So uh, Sean Levy has left the Uncharted movie which is a video game movie, and gone on to one about video games. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that's uh, some good news, bad news. Uh, Tom Holland remains attached to the Uncharted movie. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But then another one is, uh, and I was kind of looking forward to this, uh, Showtime has been working on a Halo live-action TV series, and that's kind of hit a, a speed bump. Director Rupert Wyatt has exited the drama from showrunner uh, Kyle Killian, uh, the premium uh, cable network announced. It's great disappointment that changes to the production of schedule of Halo prevent me from continuing my role as a director on the series. My time on Halo has been creatively rich and rewarding. Uh, great team of people. I now join the legion of fans who are excited to see it. Good luck to everyone. Uh, it's unclear what Wyatt has up next. His uh, sci-fi thriller Captive State with John Goodman and Vera Farmiga is due in March 29th in theaters, coming up soon. Showtime in June announced it's working on this series with uh, Killen and Wyatt, a 10-episode live-action scripted drama. Uh, Wyatt was post, uh, poised to direct a whole bunch of episodes, serve as executive producer. So uh, we'll see what happens. This It's a pretty ambitious thing for Showtime to be doing. Uh, let's see, uh, Dwight. I, now, look. I'm, I'm sick of taking shit for this. I know most of you say to me, you're not watching Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead. All right. The ratings disagree with you. People are still watching that show. Both of them. Uh, and, and so, uh, but this is some news for, uh, for fans of uh, Walking Dead and especially Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, because uh, Negan's former right-hand man, actor Austin Emilio, Dwight, burned face and all. Uh, was last seen banished from Alexandria by Daryl at the end of Walking Dead Season 8. He didn't return for the start of Season 9, and now we know why. He's going to be joining Morgan, Lenny James, on Fear the Walking Dead. So, uh, yeah, they're, th- th- I, I, hope, I hope this kind of continues in a way. I, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, I found this uh, confirmed by Entertainment Weekly, and this is the part that's confusing to me. And though the events seen in Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead got much closer on the timeline when Morgan jumped ship, Dwight's storyline will bring fear back into the past. Okay, uh, but the fifth season of Fear will take place 
before The Walking Dead Season 9 jumped, jumped ahead a few years at the break, along with the exit of Andrew Lincoln. So I think that's what they're saying is, is that Fear the Walking Dead's in the normal timeline. Walking Dead is now in the future. If that makes any sense. If you're watching the show, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, uh, Walking Dead comes back in February. Season 5 of Fear starts later this year with Dwight, apparently. Finally this, and then we'll get back to the episode. In a recent interview, Todd McFarlane, talking about the Spawn reboot movie, he says it will be totally devoid of joy or fun lines, instead opting for a dark, ugly two hours worth of movie. Here's his quote. There's no joy. There's going to be no fun lines in it. And it's just going to be this dark, ugly two hours worth of movie, which is essentially what a lot of supernatural horror movies are anyway. There's not a lot of funny in them. And that seems to be a weird hurdle for a lot of people in this city. I think he's talking about Hollywood. To get over. Because they sort of go into a superhero slash Avengers default all the time. So... This is Todd McFarlane saying his movie won't be popular, but it'll be cooler than you. Yeah, he's that kid in high school. All right. <laughs> Whatever, Todd. Just do what you want with your, with your demon character. That's fine with me. Mm. All right, let's, uh, let's get this uh, going. And thank you for, you know, slogging through broken news with just little old me. Uh, hope uh, helping you out here. So we'll uh, we'll take a couple of more messages here, and then we'll get back to the episode. King Dank. Don't forget geekshowpodcastarchive.com if you're looking for past episodes, and uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, a lot of great breaking news gets retweeted on our Twitter at Geek Show one word. All right, uh, let's get back to the episode. King Dank. After these, please to enjoy. If you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, Dr. Volts has got what you need. Go in and get exactly what you want. By Crom, Conan the Barbarian returns to Marvel this month with all new stories from the Age of Sword and Sorcery. The newest issue of The Gull is on Kickstarter now. Cheer as he defeats the robot menace. Laugh as he contends with the irksome squirrel. And cry as he eats hot dogs out of the trash. The new issue of The Gull, live on Kickstarter now. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more. And the previews catalog for free. 20 43 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies, Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know, and more. Plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic, and Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool, and even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booze Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show says hey. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. 
Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my Workout Buddy SLC or email me myworkoutbuddyslc at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, My Workout Buddy SLC. And we're back. I don't need to tell Lee this. <laughs> No, you don't. But 2019 <laughs> the year, is the year everything ends. The, well, it's the 25th Season anniversary. It's Blade Runner year. We're all dressed wrong. <laughs> what was that you were saying, Carrie? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, quit interrupting us. I know, right? <laughs> Jeez. 2019 <clears throat> is the 25th anniversary of Hellboy. Yes, it is. Nice. Oh. Yeah. The yes, first movie? No, the first comic. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, I'm 92 years old. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, and so March 23rd, 2019 is Hellboy Day. Yes, it is. Everywhere wow. in the nation, you're going to have car sales. You're going to have all kinds <laughs> of <stuff. laughs> mattress. My, my, my oldest child will turn 23. Special a, cocktails. I'm going to wear my yeah. Fist of Destiny. All it's around a big deal. Come into Mattress Firm for our Hellboy Day <laughs> sale. <laughs> when does the movie come out? Is that the same day? Uh, it'll be that month. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to publish a new 25th anniversary edition of the first comic, yep. Seed of Destruction, number one, with a new cover by Mignola and Dave Stewart. Wow. Uh, and that will be given away at participating comic book stores and other stores across the U.S. hosting Hellboy events. So maybe if you do go to Mattress Firm, you have a better chance <laughs> of picking it up. <laughs> no, I, I, didn't, I did not realize that uh, Hellboy and my son shared a birthday. <laughs> March 23rd. Yes. You think it's a coincidence? No. No None. way. No. Because I'm super, super horny for Hellboy. <laughs> oh, it's April. April is when the movie opens. Uh, anyway, uh, so there you go. Um, hey, guys. It's Hellboy Day. Yay! I'll, I'll celebrate Hellboy Day. I'm going to make a big red cake that looks like the Fist of Doom. And I'm going to uh, walk around and just pop people in the face with that replica I have. <laughs> yeah, be pretty exciting. Uh, let's see. Uh, Devil's food cake. Now, <laughs> now something for the older people. Has the devil's eggs? Well, I'm the second oldest here. Oh, wait. I'm not. Are you? I don't know, actually. I'm 48. I'm 49. Okay, yeah, you're closing in on fight, 50. Yeah. Fight. Very slowly, yeah. fight. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm the third. I'm the fourth youngest. This very, is fun. This very is slowly and ineffectively fight. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a brawler. Oh, we'd both take a nap. Maybe Half after I yeah. kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my nap would be involuntary. <laughs> Stop sharing <laughs> ointment. A couple fight. of slaps, and you both just like lay down. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know if uh, Tony ever heard about these uh, the events. Uh, 
You remember the Cabbage Patch Doll Riots? Yes. Yeah, in like 85. Mm-hmm. Riots? It was 83, actually. 83. Very good. Yeah, that was yeah. two years before I was like, born. Like, that oh, was I was thinking fir- when Tony was that born. That was the first year people, like, parents started beating shit out of each other to get yeah. a toy for the kid. Oh, it was like a Christmas, Christmas toy yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cabbage Patch Doll was the hottest doll. And they were ugly toy. little fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. They were. They were just awful. Yeah. Hottest toy in the nation. Mm-hmm. And, and moms and, were fighting each other on Black yeah. Friday. And, yeah. And you just couldn't get them. Hmm. You just couldn't get them. And they, people were actually like fighting in Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. Serious. Yeah. 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 This shit hasn't stopped anytime soon. No. Uh, well, uh, found this in Variety. Laura Dern and Issa Rae will star in a limited HBO series, not a movie. Huh. Uh, they say, inspired by true events, the series recounts the aftermath, the aftermath of the Christmas the Eve, aftermath. I like that of the Christmas Eve riots in two small Arkansas towns in 1983 that erupted over Cabbage Patch dolls. I <laughs> love this. Awesome. I love this. That's yeah. amazing. I'll watch that. I mean, people. There, there is footage. You will find it on YouTube because I look it up every once in a while just to remember the good old days. Uh, there, there is footage of people like there's one of a woman literally beating another woman with a couch patch ball box. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. And, and, and the one woman's like on the ground crying. And then it went to what like um, the Buzz Lightyear toy. No, the next one would be because season two should be the Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo, <laughs> and then that Buzz Lightyear toy. Yeah, yeah. 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 My, when I was a kid, my friend's dad had a, had a friend, and he actually knew the shipment crates that were coming into New York City that had Tickle Me Elmos on it, and he's like. Yeah, if you guys want one, I'll get you one. I was like, I don't, I'm fucking 13 years old. I don't need yeah. Tickle Me Elmo. He goes, you know what you could sell it for? And I'm like, maybe I want a Tickle Me Elmo. Maybe you do. <laughs> maybe you do. It will be called The Dolls. Nice. That's HBO, you said? HBO series. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then uh, Ben Mendelsohn, your friend. Yeah. How many times did you interview him? Twice, Twice. now? Twice in the same year. Hmm. Uh, Variety also reporting Ben Mendelsohn will star in and produce... HBO's upcoming television series based on Stephen King's recently released supernatural police procedural called The Outsider. <laughs> uh, co-executive producer Jason Bateman will direct the first two episodes. Nice. Huh. Yeah, I go, uh, Stephen nah. King. I'll we'll watch see. it. We'll see. Did you watch... Uh, Castle Rock? Castle Rock. was amazing. It was so good. That should have been on my list. There you go, Kerry. Oh, there's one for the list. Right. That's one I forgot. I'll Agreed. Before we do the Blu-rays, Castle Rock's coming Yeah, that's, it's, yeah. it's damn good. It was excellent. There it's you go. damn good. Is it dank? Oh, yeah. It was dank as, yeah, that's my dank, favorite. as dank can be. My, my, my favorite review, because uh, I was talking with, with Kat uh, at Aquaman about how my least favorite part of being a restaurant owner uh, is going out of business potentially. Uh, <laughs> Yelp, Yelp is exploding and uh, burning. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy about it, but I do remember my, my favorite uh, review of our restaurant ever was a bunch of stoned kids came in, and the review read something along the lines of, seriously dank grub, yo. And they used the word dank about 30 times. Because, <laughs> like, seriously, if you need some diggity dank grub, you need to go in fresh, get some uh, diggity dank nachos. They're the dankest. <laughs> dank Master General made them. Higher so. praise cannot be given. Oh, I, seriously, I made good stoner food. But uh, yeah, fuck you, Yelp. <laughs> is Yelp really shutting down? Yelp is down like deep shit, 80% yeah. down from where they were in advertising well, good, revenue a year ago. Well, yeah. there's accusations of them saying like if you want to buy advertising, like, oh, yeah. we'll we'll take off negative reviews if you actually do it or we'll, They like, did hi- it to us twice. Uh, yeah, or twice they positives. Us. Yeah, they they uh I turned down an advertising opportunity with them once and my leading competitors ads were all over my page from that sure. point on. So No, Cat does a lot of things on Yelp and she has like the highest ratings in a on on Yelp for house cleaning business, but uh, there are there's a review on there that it's a negative review and it's complete bullshit. Like it's not. She's like there's I have evidence that this is bullshit and they won't take it off. 
And it's it's fake he, news? Yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm not giving you a fucking dime. Why would I, would I when you're promoting bullshit on your site? Yeah. Uh, now, I want to talk about Venom a little bit because there was some talk while we were up there eating about Still it, haven't uh, seen it. I like it. I might, I might watch it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to watch it because my really, daughter's I seen fucking it like, hate that character. My daughter's seen it like four times, so I think I'll watch it with her because she loves so it. So she loves it. Yeah, but she's like... It's you know, a she's she's the kind of kid that that really loves glorious cheese, and she's like, it is the best glorious cheese movie ever made. It is. So. It's got and some I, cheese for sure. And but I the, love glorious cheese. The character of Venom in this one is definitely different, especially from early Venom from the comics. It's because he was he was a straight up brutal fucking yeah, killer. Oh yeah, it's yeah. And that's very I, different than that. I started hating him when he became this like. The Anti-hero? The lethal protector. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's fucking stupid. Mm. He's an insane symbiote. Anyway. My biggest thing was Venom was that it just was forgettable, in my opinion. Like someone it's asked true. me about it about a month later, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah like, and also, like a rocket ship or it something. Doesn't, like, it does not know. stick with you. No. no. And it's also... But it was, it was fun. It's also what's-his-fuck doing a terrible voice. Tom Hardy? <laughs> it was not that bad. It's not as bad as the trailers made it yeah, out. Yeah, not, not, not good either. Okay, you guys. See, here's, here's the thing is that it made a ton of dough. Yeah, it did. And uh, I, I think that it may not have been made for us. Right. No. And it was I'm made saying. for my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's she's. They sell a ton of Velveeta too. It, that that corporation's yeah. still open. Yeah. No, this, this is the this is the kid who watched the last Jurassic Park movie like eleven times oh. because she well, thought it was I, so gloriously awful I, that, that she could. That was couldn't. gloriously stupid. I agree. no, and she hated it. Yeah. She's just like it is the stupidest movie, but I can't stop watching it. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's like how I feel about Aquaman. So that Brontosaurus on the Venom. island. <laughs> I I was watching the recent Jurassic. Park movie and it, it it got to the point where the dinosaur the raptors were crawling on the old Victorian home yeah and, and, and open up the doors and I shit. hit pause and I went oh, I'm okay I'm okay I can walk away from this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you missed the part where they actually got together and they stole a car and they drove to the zoo and they just piled the zoo up with chimpanzees and, and then, they went to uh, a haberdashery where they bought a whole bunch of hats and then well, they um, babysitted and they made sure that. Their mom didn't well, know about all the hijinks. It was and great. What was really <laughs> weird is that they then went to a mechanics, and you will not believe who looked like Thor. It was weird when Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern walked in. It was a big, in. fat Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> yeah, he came down on the left. He's like, Ugh. I did read something about that, though, at the end. Vincent you did D'Onofrio watch. was in the first one, though. <laughs> Carrie, since you didn't watch the Indian, one of the Indian things is, and spoiler if you didn't see it, is like a pterodactyl flying into uh, Vegas and landing on the the... Eiffel Tower at the Paris or you know the Paris fake Hotel. Eiffel Tower exactly yeah. right and then the director just came out and goes no nah, we're not gonna do a dinosaur movie where they're attacking big cities I'm like well you just said yeah, you, you just were kind of <laughs> looked like that that's exactly what you said wow <laughs> were those the only two <laughs> that's it they caught the rest of them so next time a bunch of drunk people came and wrestled yeah. them to death so next time <laughs> next time you see Venom or in the case of Lee, who has not seen Venom. Me, and I haven't either. And you, here are some things to look for. Oh, good. Uh, Eddie and Anne break up early on in the film uh-huh. outside the law offices of Micheline and McFarlane. Uh, uh, okay. It's, it's yeah, the, writer, the uh, writer and the artist. How about, here I go. Uh, here I go ahead. <laughs> uh, now for a more obscure reference. Eddie lives in the Schuler apartment complex, which is named for Randy Schuler. An unsung hero in Venom history, Schuler was a hardcore Spider-Man fan, wrote to Marvel Comics in the 80s, suggesting that Spidey get an upgraded black costume, courtesy of Fantastic Four leader Reed Richards. To his surprise, then Marvel editor-in-chief Jim Shooter 
wrote him back to say the publisher would like to buy his idea. Oh, wow. They actually paid for the idea. <laughs> he didn't say how much. That doesn't it was matter. It like $7. Here's a nickel, kid. Fuck off. For $220. No. <laughs> that's 1980s money. That's like $400. That's, that's um, rent. Man. In today's money, that'd be $566. See, there you oh, go. Wow. wow. Uh, Shooter and Schuler would be given a shot at scripting the story. Didn't work out. Um, <laughs> eventually, the black costume was introduced as part of the Secret Wars. Secret Wars yeah, storyline. Found, found and ship. the only reason that Venom exists is it was like early, like, no, man, we don't like that costume. Yeah. Yeah. People even hated, made, I loved that costume. I loved it. I, I it did too, cool. even though I was like, that makes way more sense. I had yeah. the Maybe way easier to hide in the dark. I remember when, when Mattel <laughs> made the, the Secret Wars action figures, oh, and yeah. they had the black suit variant, and then he had that, that holographic shield that yeah. Spider-Man could hold. Yeah. It's like the comics. That's what the inside of my head sounded like. So thanks, kid, for here's $200. Now you can buy one seat at the IMAX theater to see your own fucking movie. For real. Schuler wrote in 2007, since Marvel paid me for the story, I have no real gripe, but I do feel that they didn't give me any kind of acknowledgement in the comics. But no, I... That's fine. You know, I got nothing. That's my one disappointment in the whole story. So Yeah, dum-dum. Do you remember, like, the like, uh, what was it? Web of Spider Man number one. Yes. Where they're finally like, oh, I guess we got to get rid of this black costume because yeah. everybody's fucking butt hurt about it. It was scary as shit. It was a great story. Right. It's like, and it's the comic I learned the vocabulary word awful from. Awful? O F F A L. Yeah. Awful. Like the guts, no, the <laughs> guts of a, the guts of an animal. That's it's called like, Oful? It's like I was coated in uh, Oful. And I was just like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And I had to get a dictionary. I was like, A what? Oh. A dictionary. A dictionary, <laughs> motherfuckers. And that, sounds, like, that sounds awful. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Anyways. First thing I want you to look up is dictionary. There's a restaurant in Sugar House called Oful Oful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all just like animal gut food? Yeah, that's yeah. all I got. Yeah. Jimmy the just crushed their it's, yelp. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Scottish. It's a Scottish restaurant. Oful Oful. Oh, I get thinking, it. Oful Oful. Yeah. Oh, you're thinking of Oh My Haggis. Oh, yeah. my okay, gosh. I just, yeah. oh, I love their bung. <laughs> it's too holy for their me. Their sheep bung is just great. I thought this was a safe place for me. <laughs> is that Oh My Haggis, M-A-I? Is that, uh, uh, oh yeah, My Haggis. Yeah. Oh My Haggis, yeah. <laughs> M-A-I? <laughs> O-H-M-A-I? Oh My Haggis? Yep. So it's like a combination Vietnamese sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. You know there is a Vietnamese restaurant called Oh My? Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a oh My Haggis is a, it's a place that uh, specializes in, in banh mi haggis what sandwiches. That's what I'm saying. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> Vietnamese Scottish fusion. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. Oh, it's that's, that's the fusion food we never knew we wanted. I never knew bung and cilantro went together so good. So you know what's amazing is a, is a haggis banh mi served on a bed of ramen noodles. <laughs> Try this delicious... Bungfa. Ain't that your fucking pussy? That's what they serve at Jimmy's axe throwing place. Bungfa. <laughs> Bungfa. That sounds like the worst. I believe they ever. serve Cheetos. Yeah. They, do, they do. Cheetos and beer. That's pretty much it. Um, and and with that with that origin of Venom, I I thought that was pretty brilliant. How they were able to. Get him back in his costume yeah. for the for the fanboys, but then they out. were also able to take that and spin it and make it so that the symbiote was in love with Peter. 
Symbiote. 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 <laughs> and that it was actually feeding off of him and, and then making him do things. And they, and both, like, they, they were both like, um, they both hated Peter. Yeah. They both hated Peter, so... And oh, that shit was when, all good. When that it, was, that when shit it moved was all on good. to Eddie Brock, they yeah, both yeah, hated yeah. Peter. Yeah, yeah. But, th- but then it went for this thing. It's like, oh, well, everybody likes Venom, so let's make him... A good guy. A good guy. Yeah. There was there was but, one there was one issue of Spider Man where, as I recall reading it, it seemed to me like maybe maybe Venom had assaulted MJ somehow yeah, because she that. was like in her apartment. I mean, they didn't spell it out, yeah. but no, he, it, she was really freaked out by him. But, and there were it was early on in Todd McFarlane's run where they, they yeah. talked a lot about how she was she was panicked by the costume and he had to wear the black costume for a while and McFarlane took over. Yeah. And she's like, I can't believe you would wear that after what after happened. What happened to me. Oh, yeah. Wow. Ugh. Well, and, I didn't know that. and I didn't like Venom again until uh, Flash Thompson. Oh, especially when he's in well, the, the Guardians. When he had his blown off legs mm-hmm. and like it was Agent Venom. Yeah, it I was, dug that. It was a great idea sure. too. In that, in that, uh, Eddie couldn't stay in the costume for too long. Right. You know that was part of the deal. You can't stay in the costume for too long for your health health reasons and, and your mental reasons. Mental and reasons. You get, yeah, right. Like the, the, the government was like, you yeah, get out. We got to get you out of there. Yeah. So. Uh, so, so I mean, they've done they've done He's some. Such it. a complicated character. So I'm. Here's Isn't hope, he? Here's hoping they make the sequel better. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, but like I said, I think that maybe this movie was not made for us because yeah. it was a tremendous oh, success. The, uh, the kids at the Sev love it. Exactly. It's, it's, pretty much, love it. it's pretty much my mantra for a lot of things that I watch and go, huh, I just realized it's probably just not for me. It's not that doesn't for make me. It, that doesn't make it bad. And that's kind of been my argument with a lot of things. Is people, oh, that sucked. This is shitty. This is terrible. Like, or just maybe even, it's like, just not for you. Right. Or even a trailer. My God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If exactly. you're, like, I, I think people are... Uh, like concentrating on trailers because everything else is so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? to, be, to be fair, Lee, some stuff is bad. Some stuff is bad. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Objectively bad. Diarrhea. <laughs> that is bad. I'm not I a hate fan. It. No, it's not. One star. <laughs> I would say you don't have to squeeze. Just well, I say one star. <laughs> one star. It get it out. It's, it's a little oval. It can't dehydrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really don't want to lead with the long-term ramifications of it. All right, so let's do uh, movies and games. There's probably no games. There's right one game. There's wor- a game. I, I one game worth mentioning. And then, and then Lee's got some games too. And uh, on the Switch, they are releasing new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe for the Switch. Now that game came out for the Wii U a few years ago. It's a fantastic Mario game. So they're porting it up to the Switch. If you haven't played it yet and you got a Switch, give it a shot. It's really good. All right, before All right. Lee starts, can we take a break? Let's not say anything fucked up. Let him do an articulate. Oh, no, no, no. No, that's fine. Let him do an articulate. <laughs> let him do an articulate I review. I got to open this box. Can, <laughs> he can send. No, like, but oh. like. I hope it makes a fart no, noise. No, we, we, we can't say any fucks or yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah, all right. right. It's all right. It's all right. That, that was another company. These these guys are these guys do stuff for grown-ups. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, 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 but other, it's fine. No, no, the but, other like, company does stuff for kids. So let's let him... Hold do on. a good review that he can send. You guys ready? Right, Hold on. Let's see if this if this makes a farting noise okay. with this box. All right. All right. Oh, Jesus. God damn no, it. Was clean. No, what is wrong with boxes these days? That was to- a clean one. Totally smooth. So uh, this company, <laughs> uh, Free League Publishing out of Sweden, they're doing a, a series of role-playing games. Uh, their their flagship is Mutant Year Zero, which is uh, takes, takes place in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where mm-hmm. you might end up with superpowers. Uh, pretty cool game system, but I just got sent uh, Forbidden Lands, which is their... I like the cover. The cover's fantastic. Yeah. It's a fantasy game that takes place uh, in a oh, in yeah. a wow. in a That's kind great. of a, a wasteland world uh, where this this 
magician took over and, and had these blood mists that made it so people couldn't go out at night. And so the blood mists have raised and the monsters are kind of out. In the, so instead of being heroes like paladins and rangers or whatnot, you're mostly scavengers. So it's not like you're playing you're good just, guys. You're playing... Humans are just trying to get by. They're trying to yeah, get by. Basically. But what they really wanted to do was harken back to the old 80s role-playing games. So you get the big box, the Forbidden Lands box from Free League. Um, oh, that... The like, player's handbook is gorgeous. Right, wow, is really? It's a hardbound book, and the artwork it looks like it's made out of leather. <laughs> that, that map is fantastic. The artwork in here is from it. it it's all in that black and white D and D style yeah. from the eighties. Yeah, when and you open up it, your uh, your monster manual, yeah. Or whatever, yeah, and some of it actually is old art from the eighties. Huh. And so they oh, found geez. they found these these European illustrators that have been working in the fantasy genre. Uh, the game master's guide in it is just full and of monsters. And also, the cover on this is beautiful. It's yeah, like a yeah. emerald, and it's got like a golden. There, it's shit it's, around it's the, a beautiful, yeah. beautiful books. And they've got uh, the the two books. The player's handbook is where you you generate your character, you do all that stuff. The game master's book, uh, and all the rules are in the player's book. Mm. The game master's book is just source material, so it's your your monsters, your NPC encounters, all that stuff's in there. But then, I really love. There's this map in here. It's the old hexagon style D and D map. Oh, yeah. yes! And it yes, comes with queen. It comes with uh, a, a sheet of stickers for you to leave encounters on the map. Oh, so nice. if you find a dungeon, are they replaceable stickers? They are. Oh, so if you're, if you're going through this mountain range up here and you find a dungeon, you can put a dungeon marker on your map so nice. that you can remember when you're working on a game session with your players. Oh. Well, there's where they found that one dungeon on that map. This is a really badass box set. It's uh, the game system. I played through a couple rounds of it with some people uh, just last night. And the game's not that hard. Like, if you have a strength of four with melee of three and a two-handed sword, you're going to have three six-sided dice for your strength, four six-sided dice for your melee, Mm -hmm. and two for your sword. And you roll that, all your sixes are successes. And the ones are critical failures. And so if you're fighting somebody... It's basically whoever has the most successes over the other that's going to determine who wins the combat. Super easy to figure out, super easy to remember, but the book itself, the game system itself, is just it's just really neat and nostalgic. It's a lot of fun to to just kind of go through it and have fun with it. That's so. it's a nice looking set. It, it really is, is really nice. good stuff. Well, so and it, and it totally looks like old D anD D from I mean, it, that, that's some great yeah. art. It, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So just going through it for me has been like I was thirteen again for a couple of days yeah. going through oh. old D anD D books. So really cool. good stuff from uh, from Free League. I'd be All afraid right. to mess it up. I wouldn't want to play it. It's too nice. <laughs> Uh, movies. What do we got? Blu-ray. I mentioned it earlier, and that's pretty much it. It's Castle Rock. Castle Rock. That's See it. it. Good series. That's yes. all that's coming out. That's yeah, on the Blu-ray. P- people are uh, staying away from. Everybody's uh, caught up in the holidays, so there's no no reason to put out a bunch of new stuff. Yeah. Did you did you have it in your Venom through the the quote that Mark McFarlane said about being too old? Uh, about, I read that about I film read critics that. being too old. I read that. Yeah. Uh, what did he say? He's basically said, he goes, I think at times the critics get it wrong and, that, and they forget their age. Uh, they come in and they're 42 years old and they come in with their attitude and saying, stop it. What if you were 16 and you were watching this movie? You would love it. Well, he's, yep. never, he's never met you and me. <laughs> I'm 48 and I watch movies I've like watched, a 17 year old. I've watched so. movies that were meant for kids and absolutely loved it. Absolutely. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that statement. He hasn't met us. Well, there's there's a, I, I do think, I do think that there is some legitimacy to that because when you're 18, you haven't uh, you haven't necessarily missed your first mortgage payment. 
you haven't had the... You haven't been crushed. Yeah, the rigors of life haven't knocked the sense of fun out of you. So going to a movie and just going, oh, God, this is ridiculously goofy uh, shit. But for me, man, movies and comics and yeah. TV shows... They can bring that back. They are my... They are my savior. Yeah. Like, the minute I get... Like, I get a step out of my fucking horrible life. It's like a lifeline. Yeah, and just be like... Yeah, well, and, I, and I think people that can't let the people that can't let go of that sense of fun are the ones that are having such a hard time with the new Star Wars, or they're having a new, or Hellboy or Hellboy or whatever yeah. else. They just can't let go, and everything's too like everything's fucking bad. sacred. Yeah. Uh, the past is too sacred. The yeah. new stuff is I'm, all trash. I mean, we saw well, that with Ghostbusters. Yes, we did. Well, which was a great movie. Yeah, that a lot of people missed out on because. You know, uh, so it, I've quoted Leah multiple times in the sense, and I've said it recently with yeah. the new, the latest Mary Poppins, in the sense that you know I may not like the prequels, but it, it kind of opened my eyes when you said it, you're like, well, with the prequels with uh, Star Wars, like that's my kids, that's, you know, their, that's, Star that's their Star Wars, like yeah. that's what yeah. they grew up on. They'll watch the old ones, but that's what they saw yep. first. And people bitching about this new Mary Poppins, I'm like, they're like, oh, it's not Julie Andrews. Okay, first of all, Julie Andrews ain't fucking doing it, guys. Right. Get over no. it. Same thing with Ron Perlman. He ain't doing it. They're yeah. getting old. Yeah. But with, with Mary Poppins, people who see this probably first don't know who Julie Andrews is, never right. saw the first Mary right. Poppins, and now that this will be their Mary Poppins. And, and, Get over it. And see, and I, I encountered that. We were, doing a, we were doing a live show before Christmas, and we had tickets to Mary Poppins mm. to give away. And our promotions guy walked up to this young couple who were buying a car at this car dealership and says, well, would you like tickets to see Mary Poppins? Yeah. And the guy said, "What's a Mary Poppins?" <laughs> yep, serious. And, so, yep. and my promotions guy just started jumping all over him. You don't know what. And I said, "Now, now, calm oh, down, okay. calm Relax. down." Yeah. I said, "You know, he's he's of a certain age. Let's be, let's be honest here. And I'll bet if you showed him an image of Mary Poppins or something from the original Mary Poppins, he would go, oh, oh yeah, that.'" that. Or like hear the uh, or, little bit of sugar song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be. I mean, if you're, you know. you're, you're Mary Poppins references anymore. That when was the original movie made? Sixty three, oh, fifty four years ago. Uh, um, so it's it's an older movie. Any more only contemporary references you're going to get are, are Whovians who are claiming she's a time lord because her bag's <laughs> bigger on the inside. <laughs> and then there like are that. also those uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen where she is uh, an ancient uh, being of order who uh, saves the world from Harry Potter. You're forgetting a reference, Lee. Mm. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, I'm also Yondu. forgetting the <laughs> five o'clock Poppinses <laughs> yeah. uh, on Arrested Development. Is he cool? <laughs> well, Yeah, I, he's cool. Uh, <laughs> he's cool. <laughs> uh, Mary Poppins is one of Jen's favorite Yep. Movies, yeah. and she's so excited to see it, and we're gonna go see it next week. I'm so so. I like. I s- yeah. sort of remember but it when you, you go know? and see a movie with somebody who's excited for it. Like it's my, my wife, my wife is so. Thing. My wife loves Mary Poppins. She's so excited about yeah. the new movie, and I'm like, I could give a shit about Mary Poppins, but I'm so happy that she's so excited about it. I'm that's gonna have me. fun with that, and movie. that's me too, Lee. Yeah. Well, and back to Venom. You know, your yeah. daughter. Loves that movie. Hey, you know, and, and, she and got, this and she will got, be her Venom. She got know. my other kid to watch it, and he's like, oh, my God, that movie's so ridiculous. Let's watch it again. And that's why I think the movie did well, is that it just it just is. And, and uh, that's why Aquaman's going to do good, because it's Aquaman's, stupid. Aquaman's a blast. It's dumb as yeah. shit, and there's no heavy lifting required, but you come out of it with a big, doofy grin on yeah. your face. But if there was, Jason Mo could do it, because he's so, so no, But not by himself. Hot. He couldn't do it by himself. He definitely needs some help. No ladies care. Like, honestly, <laughs> no. every time he, like, would... Look cute. I, Jen, Jen would just go. Ooh. I'm not joking. The, the the number of times I heard before they're like, they're like I've heard so many. It, it is what it is. A lot of girls say, I don't give a shit about Aquaman. Right. But does Jason Momoa take his shirt off? Yeah. I'll go see uh, yeah. Man. He basically has got his shirt off and he's 
being cute as shit the whole time. How, and, and how do you think I was able to get sued at C <laughs> four? You know, yeah, I mean, of you course, know, she wasn't interested in a Norse god. <laughs> I think Hemsworth has gotten a lot of wives into Marvel movies. Yeah, a lot. Oh of no, I, I, I'm telling you this right oh, now. Yeah, so many me? moms were like, "Hey, can I take the kid to uh, uh, Aquaman? This with the." I want to take the kid to Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. No, it's me. Me, me, my, me, me. My poor wife. She's it's it's Hemsworth and Evans, the the two two Chris's. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like you you put both of them in a movie and oh, she's yeah. just gone. Sure. So yeah, but no room for pine and pine. And I don't blame there's, him. There is. <laughs> oh, that's that's one of my favorites for 2018. What? I am Steve Rogers. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, in I am Groot. Hey, I am Steve Rogers. Captain, meet my tree friend. Mm-hmm. Meet my friend Tree. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers. Steve Rogers. <laughs> it's the best That's line right. he's delivered in a career of amazing lines. God, like, but the 2019 can... lines could be, "May I have this dance?" I don't you understand. Watch. I yeah. don't understand how you could be grumpy about entertainment right now. <laughs> like, I well, don't certain get things, it. but yeah, well, certain things. Well, but you can find something you'll like. I was going to sure, say the like buffet. Entertainment in general, I don't. The buffet overflows yeah, with right. choices. I, I don't want amazing. Chinese. They go to the I fucking a, Mexican side. I have, a, I have a very simple criteria right now: is it, if you can turn off the critical analytical part of my brain that's worried about the world being on fire right now. Exactly. Congratulations! Yeah. I like the entertainment you just gave me. I know. <laughs> yep. And we all agree. Yep. Right. All right. And on that note, Mr. B, if you would. Hey guys, uh, it's uh, uh, 2019, right? Yeah. Let's taste the ham before we judge the ham. Can we just <laughs> fucking do that? Yes. I don't know. It looks weird. <laughs> I like it. Well, you've waited till the end for the star power. We got two Woo-hoo! two huge stars. Yeah. Uh, right away uh, in, in on our first show of the new year. Um, uh, Jimmy Martin, Hollywood's friend, is on the phone with me because I banned all of the guys from coming to the studios here at Mount Doom because of the snowstorm as we record this on Sunday. Um, <laughs> so I got him on the phone breaking my, my rule because of bad weather. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you uh, went to L.A., I guess, to, to see no, this you? No, this is New York, and I'll, and I'll never forget. November 14th was the day. Oh, that's uh, a while ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. If I if I remember the date right, November fourteenth, and the reason I know that is because I flew from Salt Lake to New York, had one interview. You'll hear in the interview, I uh, essentially got one question because yeah. you guys like they they like to talk. Yeah, and then went back to the airport and then sat on the fucking runway for seven hours. Because <laughs> speaking of snowstorms, <laughs> the, the New York got their first one of the season. Well, here's and we're gonna play this audio clip here but i would encourage you to go to jimmy's youtube channel to watch this uh because two things first of all brian cranston has a drinking problem second um, <laughs> second is he's also a goddamn handsome man i i never yeah. i never noticed this before until this interview <laughs> he's a good looking guy he's a good looking guy Tim Watley. yeah Hi. So, uh, 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 Jimmy will review the movie after this, but first here's uh, Jimmy interviewing uh, Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. <laughs> what did you do? Did you spill the water on yourself? I did. I spilled a little water you on myself. You don't know where you... Oh, it's a pleasure to meet both you guys. <laughs> All these years. All these years. You still can't get it right. I can't. I missed the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about the story is it's kind of proves that the most unlikely of individuals can become best friends. And I'm curious what you guys fell in love with these characters. I fell in love with the the understanding that Adele had, even if I try, 
I'm being held back by society because they don't want me to get ahead. That's something that I'm understanding of because I have a lot of friends that are going through it. And a guy getting out of jail, being on probation, trying to move forward in every place that he goes, as soon as something comes up that he was incarcerated, ultimately opportunities are taken away. When you get that so many times, it's frustrating. Um, He finally gets a glimpse Mm. of something that comes off his hope, and he holds on to it. And in holding on to it, he discovers an amazing relationship. I just love the fact that he held on to what he had no idea would be good when he saw that it was good mm-hmm. or had a possibility of it, and then it turned out being so much more, gotcha. you know, an opportunity that he just didn't see coming. I think it was the honesty of the characters and in the in this construct of the story that these two men from disparate situations in their lives come together for one odd happenstance that was an accident, yeah. and their relationship created a bond. It created a chemical reaction that they had the answer to the other person's problem. Mm-hmm. And, and But it didn't end. It ends on a hopeful note, <laughs> but not on a, oh, that's all tidy. And mm-hmm. It's like, no, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what else, too? I love, I love the knowledge that Phil had. You know, that's, that's one thing that we that we did a good job of, you know. Phil was full of information, but the way he gave Dell the information is so genuine. Mm. You know, the way, um, you know, with the book, when Dell shows interest right. in the book and the questions, well, why? Well, tell me why. Well, what do you want? Right. That's not true. If you're going to do that, then in a business, you need to do this, this, and this. It, it was laying out things with the intent of you taking my information and using it for your personal success. It wasn't, I want to tell you things because I know and this is how it has to be. It right. was it was educating and informing. Yeah. And and that's what I feel like um, as people we don't do enough of. Yeah. You know, so many people like to hold information for themselves because they don't want to see other people succeed. Uh, it's the, a secret. That's kind of like him. He doesn't want other people to succeed. That's just, that's we have real fast. Uh, we found out that caretaking is one of the hardest jobs. I'm curious, mm-hmm. what's the hardest job you've ever had? Hardest job I've ever had? Outside of working with, um, working with whistle, hmm? no. loading trucks for oh. me. Wow, graveyard shift loading trucks. Awesome. Put yeah. in you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. that. And uh, Jimmy was there. I promise he was there. And <laughs> no, that's they, they no, just like to talk. <laughs> no, that's a good. That's believe me. I when when you do celebrity interviews, it's better that they do all the talking. Rather than you trying to pry shit out of them, you know. <laughs> well, any, anytime I'm airing a celebrity interview, they don't give a shit about me. Yeah, well, they don't need. Yeah, it's, it's you know. so. Uh, so the upside. Now, what is the what is the plot of this movie? So the upside is actually a remake of a French film called The Untouchables that was made uh, back in 2011. It's a film I really enjoyed, and it's based on a true story. And basically, what the story is is that Brian Cranston's character this time around. Uh, is uh, a well-known author, a multi-multi-millionaire, uh, but gets into a paragliding accident and becomes a quadriplegic. Oh. And so, and then his assistant, uh, played by Nicole Kidman, you know, helps out on the, day, the day-to-day cast, but she's like, you know, I've got my own career I need to kind of focus on. We need to get you somebody, uh, I think they call it a life aid, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, someone who lives, you know, basically lives with you to take care of you, to make sure you basically don't, you know, choke on things, fall down, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
And so, you know, all these people who are qualified in this area show up, but uh, Kevin Hart's character shows up and, you know, he's basically a guy who just got uh, out of prison and he's got to do, to, to maintain his parole status, he's got to go looking for jobs. And rather than accidentally going for a janitorial job, he walks into the wrong room and, you know, applies for this job. And Cranston, who doesn't like any of the uptight assholes that are already there, decides to go with Kevin Hart. And uh, and you kind of get this friendship that proves that two guys from completely different backgrounds and whatnot can actually become friends for life. And like I said, you know, it could be like a cheesy story, but it's based on a true story. Well, I was going to say, now, this uh, this sounds like it would be easy for an actor of Cranston's capacity to uh, to play. As far as I know, though, Kevin Hart's only done... Like light comedy shit. I mean, so he's <laughs> mostly terrible comedy. Yeah, mostly terrible. I was going to be nice, but uh, no. he he's required to act in this. Yeah, he actually kind of shows that he can do more than just like as we record this. I just saw an ad on TV and it was like, "Check out Night School, the extended edition." I'm like, "Did anybody want to see the original edition?" But I didn't. <laughs> and um, and so yeah, we've never really seen Kevin Hart, you know, show what he can do. Um, you know, and he does a good job. I think there's definitely potential there for for more roles. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be that critic and be like, the original is a lot better because it is, but <laughs> you have to, you have to look at this and say, you know, the majority of Americans are not going to go watch a, two, a film from 2011 that's in French. It's just that's the true. way the world, yeah. that's the, the way the world works. It's just not going to um, happen. Yeah. Yeah. And with that said, you know, um, the, what the, a lot of people are going to give this crap for is because I, I really did enjoy the original one. And this one is almost just a carbon copy of it. Like, it's, they didn't really take any chances to do anything different. It's almost like you could watch it side by side. It's a, it might be shot for shot. Who knows? Um, it's been like, it's been years since I've seen the other one. But then I kind of go, well, I get that. But then how, how are you really supposed to change a story that's true? Like, if you're going to follow. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to follow the beats that really matter, then like, you're going to hit those same beats. That's a fair, so, that's a fair point. Okay. So, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, it is one of those films that's going to be a little bit forgettable, and I'm surprised it didn't already forget a little bit because this film was actually filmed oh, quite a while ago. It was actually under the Weinstein Company. Ah, well, uh, <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> so, well, they've got a catalog of, of a bunch of films that they had, you know, in, in either uh, in production, post production, like all that kind of stuff, and other other companies snatched them up, and so uh, so that that's what happened there. So so SCX picked it up. And, uh, you know, so yeah, it's, it's a good film. You know, it's January is always a hard, uh, hard month to pull off. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, check it out. But, I, you know, and I'm going to be, once again, the critic, check out the original one called The Untouchables. All right. Um, and, uh, and, if, and I will say, some people say, oh, well, it's easy for someone to act in a wheelchair who doesn't have to, like, you know, move a lot. Kind of like, um, uh, the theory of everything. Yeah. With uh, about Stephen Hawking, like, bullshit. Like, to me, that's more constrained and you have to be a better actor for it. And I think, as everybody knows, Cranston is an actor who can pull that off. Yeah, I was going to say you're so, just you're just essentially working with, you know, the the your shoulders up really. So I yeah. mean, you you've got to act just using that, and that's that's, think, that's difficult. Honestly, I think that Cranston is probably one of the greatest actors working today. I I won't disagree with you. I think he's an extremely <laughs> talented guy and should do a lot more than yeah. what he's doing. But uh, anyway, there you go. You're giving it what three stars? Uh, probably. I mean. If I want to be dinners in the holiday season that we're kind of coming out of three stars of reality, more like two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, there we go. All right, two and a half for the yeah. upside. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Jimmy Martin. And, uh, thank you. And we'll have a new episode next week, everybody in the basement, hopefully. Uh, we'll see you then. <laughs>